your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion, all around a great guy, longtime friend Chris Pronger joins us here on 101 ESPN. Prongs, good morning. How are you doing? Morning. Doing great. Just finished up a little workout in preparation for the game tonight. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to peak too soon, do you, Prongs? <laughs> no, no. you got to take it easy and don't do too much. Well, what kind of workout are we having this morning, Prongs? We need to know. Oh, just uh, working on my knee and trying to not get too old and decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's uh, before we get to game two. Let's let's talk about game one. What was especially because you were one of the greatest defensemen to ever play the game. What did you think of game one and allowing the the fifty four shots and a hundred and six attempts? Well, Colorado came out uh, out of a slingshot and <laughs> jumped on the Blues early. Uh, having said that. But, uh, you know, I don't think they can continue to play into Colorado's hands the way they did in game one. Bennington obviously stood on his head and, uh, you know, they still had a chance to win in overtime, which which is pretty impressive. Uh, they, they had an opportunity to steal a game in, in light of uh, how they played. And, you know, tonight they're going to have to play more with the puck and, and, and also put the puck into positions where they can get on the forecheck and start taking a, a little bite out of the avalanche defense. Uh, which is tough to do with how mobile and, and uh, fast they are, but um, you know they got to start uh, taking a pound of flesh off the back end to slow the slow the avalanche down. Yeah, is that what you would do to contain that speed prongs? Because at times in the game, especially in the second period, it looked overwhelming. If you were out on the ice, how would you attack that? Well, I will say in the second period in Colorado, it is very it's a hard change first off to begin with. Secondly, you're in elevation. You know, you're not able to go the same amount of time. You get if you get stuck out there, it's it's literally just a matter of trying to survive versus what do I need to do to to be successful. You're just in survival mode. But uh, but having said that, they got to again. They have to put pucks in the right places. They got to when they are tired, they got to chip the puck bench side, not the far side, which allows them to just get it and rip it up, and and now they get on the attack again. Um, you, you know, just smart puck positioning. Uh, and, and try to ultimately, at the end of the day, try to provide sustained offensive pressure in the defensive zone, force them to play where they don't want to play, and, and do what the Blues do best, cycle the puck, grind along the boards, take pucks to the net, and, and, and use the strengths of your game to your, to your advantage. Chris, that was one of the things that I wanted to know from you, because that is a relatively small defense. They've got a couple of big guys in, in Manson and in Eric Johnson, but the guys that get the most minutes aren't the, 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 the biggest guys. So is the Blues forecheck, because of their big forwards, does it have a chance to be more effective against Colorado? Well, it does, but they got to have they got to have the puck. They got to have full control of the puck versus just flipping it out into the neutral zone. They've got to place it, as I said earlier, place it in 
in areas in, 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 their, in the offensive zone where they can, A, get bodies on their defensemen, or B, get puck retrievals and, and get sustained offensive pressure. Uh, ultimately, you know, how they come up through, out of the defensive zone, through the neutral zone, uh, you know, it, it was a little erratic uh, the other night. And, and tonight I, I'm looking for a little bit better execution out of them and, and just simple puck movement, you know, 10, 15 foot passes, be methodical in how you play the game because Colorado does play at such a frenetic pace and, and, and play such a speed game that you have to be supporting the puck all over the ice. Yeah, Chief said yesterday he thought the team was too cautious, especially in the second period. And I, I was thinking, as they're chipping the puck off the boards and into the neutral zone in the second period, they were kind of playing like they had a one-goal lead in the last two minutes. Yeah, no, for sure. They, uh, <laughs> they were using the motto, Ben, don't break, a little too often. <laughs> and relying on, uh, on Bennington a little bit too much. So they need to... Uh, um, you know, shore things up on that front and, and, and play with a little more urgency with respect to physicality, with respect to puck placement, uh, and, and obviously, uh, you know, a little more execution through the defensive zone into the neutral zone and then obviously into the uh, offensive zone. Prong's a guy who has fit in with the Blues from the second he got here is Nick Letty. We call him Steady Letty for a reason. I'm just curious, what's your assessment of Nick Letty's game and what you've seen from him so far in these playoffs? Well, he's a great skater, first and foremost, uh, and, and that's kind of his, uh, you know, what he does best. And, 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 you know, having experience and having won before in Chicago and uh, having the ability to know what to expect and, and understand uh, what they need to be successful. You know, he's played in a number of different organizations and a number of systems, and, and having that experience allows you to kind of fit in seamlessly no matter who you're playing with, no matter how they ask you to play, because you played in these systems and uh, he's got a great stick, makes a good first pass. You know, he plays the game very simply and, and doesn't try to do anything too crazy, doesn't try to step outside of his comfort zone, plays within himself. And, and when you pick up defensemen at the deadline and, and you pick up defensemen to kind of fill in holes in your, in your back end, uh, you know, I think that was a great pickup in that sense because he can provide a number of different things and, and do a lot of things for your hockey club. Chris, when C- Colton Pareko got here, big, tall guy like you, a lot of people thought, and I was one of them, that thought, okay, if he develops the attitude, he can be a, a latter-day version. Can't can't whack as much as you did, but he, he can play like Chris Pronger. But he's he's just a really nice guy, and he's, he's not going to play on the ice like you did. How can he, though, how can Colton Pareko maximize his talents well again i think you all need to leave him alone number one he's mm-hmm. not me he's colton Pareko, uh and you can't make a player play the way he doesn't play uh secondly i think he needs to use his attributes he, he, yes he is big and, and he's a great skater and rangy and he needs to use those assets you know, close the gap create turnovers at the blue line to, to create uh, odd man rush opportunities and get in the transition game uh, he needs to stay within himself and not stop listening. You know, I don't know if he even cares, but stop listening to people asking him to, to play the way that he does not play. He's going to, he's his own player. You know, when I was coming up, I always got, you know, oh, he's the next Larry Robinson. He's the next this or that. Um, you know, you have to play the way that you know how to play the game and, and play it at a high level. And uh, certainly we've seen enough of him to know what that is. And that's, that's what he needs to provide with the blues. You know, a, a little bit of, uh, physical presence on the back end, a good stick, a good first pass, get up in the attack, use that heavy slap shot, 
um, and, and, and just be the steady, steadying influence that he has been uh, for a number of years on the back end for them. Petro used to tell me that he listened every day until we started talking hockey, and then he said, when you started talking hockey, I'd turn it off for 15 <laughs> minutes and then come back. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I used to tell the I used to tell the Philly media the same thing. I'm, I'm like, why do you, you always come out here and talk to us? I go, that's because I don't read what you write. <laughs> no doubt, Prongs. That's the way to do it. When I don't know what you said, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the only way you can maintain your sanity, probably. Well, the the Buchnevich Thomas Tarasenko line had been so effective for the Blues this season, and it's been generally neutralized um, in the playoffs, especially in Game One versus Colorado. Why do you think that is, and how do you think that they get activated? Well, I think they play it. They play an aggressive style. They're, you know, they're puck possession guys. They're, they're, they're not just going to blindly throw the puck away. Uh, they're offensive threats. And, and so they're always looking for one another. They're looking to create speed on the rush. They're, they're looking to attack. You know, I think it's more the mentality than anything all three of them have. Hey, Prongs, I, I want to ask you about Chief, too, because he was on that staff in Philly when you played in Philly. And we, we always sing his praises about how, how great he is. What do you think it is about Craig Berube that makes him what he is as a head coach? Well, I think first and foremost, his, uh, his tenured career in, in playing a game at a thousand, over a thousand games at his position is impressive at that. Uh, and then working his way up through, you know, play, head coach in, in Philly's minor league system, and then obviously assistant when I was there, head coach, and 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 then you know obviously with the Blues, uh, head coach in the minors, and then stepping in as the head coach here. Now, uh, you know, I think a experience, but b I think his demeanor behind the bench, understanding that bad breaks happen and how you respond to them, then uh, you know presents an opportunity for the players to have an excuse or not have an excuse. You know, I, I always look back at 2019 when San Jose won that game and the guy threw the puck in the net and he's like, you know what? Turn the page. We got to win games. Don't worry about that. It's, they can't change it now. You know, and I think, you know, having been in situations both as a player and now as a coach, he understands what works and what doesn't. Uh, he's a very player-friendly coach, but he's also, you know, demanding and, and wants him to play a certain way. And I think as a player, that's all you can ask for. Now, he clearly lets players know where they stand. You let everybody know where they stand. That's just a, a trait of yours. What was that that Baruby Pronger dynamic like? It was good. You know, he he was a, he he ran the forwards and and obviously on the back end. So I didn't have a lot of interaction with him other than penalty kill and and things like that. Um, no, I, I love Chief. Uh, I thought he was going to be a great head coach and and. You know, had a great rapport with the players. Uh, and even as an assistant, you could see kind of that air he had about him where he was always there helping, you know, work on guys' games and, and things of that nature. But he, he was always paying attention, looking at the bigger picture of the game and, and how players are being used and, and, and looking for things to help guys with that are going to allow them to excel and succeed. And, um, you know, when, when you have a, a player-friendly coach like that that's demanding and asks the best of you, and then ultimately tells you what he expects of you, and, and, and then you have to go out and execute and, and fulfill that obligation. That's what you want as a player. You want to you have a standard set. You want to have somebody hold you to it, and then you have to go out and, and produce and execute. Chris Pronger, always good to hear your voice. I always learn something about hockey when I talk to you, and uh, thanks for your time. Enjoy tonight's game. 
Thank you. Take care, guys. See you later. That is the great Chris Pronger, number 44, retired by the St. Louis Blues in the Hall of Fame and the Stanley Cup champ. He's got the whole resume. He's the best, and I love that he's already getting his workout in so that he has the rest of the day ready for game two. Absolutely. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.